Hey, DMVR listeners, we're excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. StravaCraft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so check them out. This is CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Estrava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious. And welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Davidson's is locally owned and operated with over a thousand varieties of beers. They have wines from around the world, fine single malts, and rare whiskeys. Download their app today and use promo code FIRST10 to receive 10% off your purchase of $25 or more. They have two convenient locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch, or you get your purchase conveniently delivered to your door. Remember, that's code FIRST10 to receive 10% off your first order of $25 or more. Now let's jump into the show. AJ, I took over your show here. You're uh, you're letting me do reads. Yeah, you uh, you just sort of airdropped in and decided that you're the man now. I guess it's so. fine. It's it's fine. I don't need. I I was the man for a long time, so I'm good. Uh, some would argue you still very much are. That man mantle has not left you. Nice to be back on this pod, though, my brother. I almost said a BSN Avalanche uh, podcast. Yeah. It's- it's been that long. It's been that long, but you know, Rudo, uh, Rudo taking a couple of days for himself means that uh, you and I are going to be here talking, talking hockey for the next couple. So I'm looking forward to it, but it's going to be a good time. Yeah, um, feels like hockey might finally be back to, which is pretty, pretty exciting, especially since I'm somehow haven't lost all my money just yet betting on UFC and European soccer and uh, all the other insanity that I've been doing in my day-to-day life these last few months. You know, I was uh I was hammering the uh the bet last week on on Joey Chestnut breaking the record. I I was all over it, man, and then he went out and he did it by one hot dog. I was like, "Oh, what a hero." Dude, I was that last 30 seconds was oh. uh, Oddly more exciting than it should have been for me watching a hot dog you, you can, contest. You can tell that it's been a long time since we've had sports because it was legitimately like, go, go, go. Yeah, I'm texting Just watching a man eating hot dogs. Got yeah. the adrenaline pumping. So what? Exactly. When, when NHL hockey returns, I don't know how I'm going to react. I don't know that I'm going to have a reasonable reaction to it. 
I mean, it's almost good we're not jumping right into playoff hockey, at least <laughs> um, as Avalanche people. We right. aren't because, boy, uh, that would be extra intense to go from zero to um, right. ar- arguably the most exciting postseason in uh, professional sports. I know you certainly would make that argument. Definitely. Um, to, it's the most intense. Yeah. And the Stanley Cup is just, it's so hard to win. Now it's even harder because 16 <laughs> of the 24 teams are going to have to win five rounds to do it. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? So, no, I, uh, you know, the the league and the players have started to come to agreements on the return to play phase three and four stuff. You know, phase three training camp protocols, phase four is actually the hub city Mm -hmm. protocols. And most of the conversations have been about money up to this point, because, of course, you have to get that settled. Just look at what happened with baseball. Mm -hmm. They kicked the can down the road on money and it turned into a bloodbath for them. Yeah. And they completely missed their opportunity to take over the sports landscape, by the way. Yes. Yes. Uh, in, in, in doing so they had a chance, they could have been playing by now and mm-hmm. it's a total disaster for yeah. them. Like people don't even want to watch baseball when it comes back. Cause it's like, ah. yeah. so, um, but no, the NHL the, and the players are starting to come to agreements on all these protocols and, and instead of diving into all of the specifics and like reading through all of this stuff, because it's like, it's a lot of it is, is really, it's so mundane and yeah, it's, true. you know, like it's, Oh, the bubble life, you know, the, okay. So the, here's what it's going to be like for the bubble. The, you know, basically the players are not allowed to have significant others, uh, families and stuff that none of that up until the conference finals and finals. Right. So, they're guaranteed at least five weeks away from the families. Mm-hmm. Is that, I, I, to me, that seems like a happy medium to to pull off the bubble life and to limit the number of people who are coming in and out of the bubble. Mm-hmm. When you get to the conference finals, you're down to you're down to four teams. Right. You should be able to handle four teams and their and their families after you've had twelve teams in each bubble. You know it's. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're con- they're paring it down quickly enough that, you know, even yeah, five weeks is a lot, but everybody kind of has to make a sacrifice here and there yeah. for this to make to make this to make this work. You know, you you've got family. For me, you know, I'm I'm here by myself. You know, yeah. I'm I'm lone wolfing it up out here. I it would be no big deal for me, right? Yeah. If I were to have to leave for five weeks, I'm not leaving anything behind. Mm-hmm. But you you know you've got the wife and the kid at home yeah what would it if you if you had to leave for five weeks for work you know how would how would you feel about that would i'm 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 genuinely curious just a different perspective here yeah that's a that's a really good question i guess um frankly at first it might be um a bit refreshing you know we've been uh we've been stuck at home with each other uh for a minute now so uh, i think everyone would enjoy a little a little space um it would quickly become pretty hard though because again it's not just leaving um the family behind it's leaving the family behind in um you know the state of our world as it is at present and um you know similar to you we're out here in denver and we're we're lone 
lone wolfing it amongst each other, my little family of three, but we are isolated from, from family who lives out of state or out the country. Um, in my case, and, you know, I'd imagine that's not too dissimilar from the overwhelming majority of these avalanche players. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. We have no Colorado natives on the team. Now, some might have family who've moved out to be closer to them. But mm -hmm. at large, you're again, you're talking about, you know, maybe potentially leaving your family behind in Denver. And they're kind of isolated in Denver from getting that outside help um that they're you know with one of the spouses being out of the house you're not getting now the beauty is these these nhl families they're they're used to long road trips they're yeah they, they have the financial means to get that extra help when need be um and so they're they're set up for success a little more so it's it's going to be heartbreaking it's going to be harder um, you know, once you're a family man, being by yourself is a little different. And uh, mm -hmm. all these players will be staying in individual rooms. Now, of course, they can go out, um, assuming they're following protocols and nothing happens within the bubble and everything. They can go out of their rooms and go to the bar or the restaurant uh, within the bubble at the hotel is my understanding. So they can get their minds yeah. off things and get some distractions like that. Um, but I'm not going to pretend it would be easy. You know, it's uh, it would be really hard being away from the family um, for that long with all that's going on, knowing that they're kind of leave, you're leaving them in unique circumstances and kind of uh, leaving them isolated and uh, to fend on their own to some extent as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a complex thing for sure. I wonder I wonder the differences, too, between a guy like Landeskog, who you know, still has a baby at home. Right. And, you know, for Landeskog, if you look at his daughter, his daughter was born while he was hurt. Mm -hmm. So he was around. Right. He was there. He was there for the birth. He yeah. was around for all of that. Really only, only started to get into the swing of regular NHL play mm -hmm. in that last month or so of the season. Right. Also not a coincidence, that was the best he played all year. And we, on this podcast, we talked a lot about our quote-unquote dad theory. Yep. Where being being a new dad um, was a really difficult adjustment for him. Yeah. And because this is a guy that we had seen for eight years be one guy. And right. he just was not playing that kind of hockey. Yeah. And then he started to adjust to it, figure it out, and he started playing pretty well. The season ended. He's been again with his with his new daughter this whole time, mm -hmm. posting adorable videos on Instagram of them yeah. together. And now, you know, now he's okay. I've got to go back to work. Right. He's got to you know camp, and then they've got to go into the hub city. He's going to go to Edmonton. There's not going to be much to do there. And I just wonder how difficult. I wonder how different that is for a guy like Lance Cog versus a guy like Matt Calvert also, you know, has kids is crazy about his kids, loves being a dad. And now, but they're a little older, you know, he's, he's right. been a dad for a number of years now. And so it's a little, you know, they're all, they're old enough to, to have an idea of what's going on to, to be able to be explained, Hey, he's gone for the next month. Right. Basically. And that's, let's be real. Like that's, a, that's assuming the abs do well. Yes. Like that's that's maximum of five weeks that mm -hmm. there's separation. 
Right. Um, and then the families can come in, you know, they're going to be crossing borders. They're going to be doing whatever, uh, which, you know, for regular peasants like me, I'm not allowed to cross a border. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I would have been in Canada two yeah. months ago, you yeah. know, um, I'm, it's i i think that it's it's interesting because we're it's a whole thing we're talking about but this really only affects four teams in the end right because right. all those other all those teams that are going to be losing they're going back home mm-hmm. and and then these four teams oh they're away from their families but then their families get to join them i'm just wondering this is already going to be the hard, a hard stanley cup to win yeah. but you throw all these weird wrenches into it. You know, there's no travel. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about any of you get uh, no schedule has been set, but I would imagine that they're probably going to play close to every other day because yeah. they need to do, they need to do this pretty quickly. Uh, you know, clock is ticking on next season mm-hmm. every day that this goes on. So they need to get this done here, here. Um, I guess, I guess I, I guess to transition this away from, Oh, this is tough because they're going to be away from the families and the setups. You know, I, I I guess I'm I'm curious your thoughts on this. You know, Rudo and I have talked about it, Evan as well, just a little bit. But from from a perspective of you know, you're primarily around the NFL, but you keep an eye on all the leagues. Mm-hmm. You know, players are testing positive in all these situations across all of the leagues, including the NHL. But the NHL's biggest feather in its cap is going to Canada and away from the United States. Does that give you more faith that the NHL is actually going to be able to pull this thing off than the other leagues? Yeah, it would have to. It would have to. Um, Not just Canada. I mean, I think sports outside of the U.S. have been coming back and have been coming back in in full force, really, in the last month all across Western Europe which of course was dealing with a, a ton of issues related to COVID and the outbreak. Um, and they're not, you know, Bundesliga, Italian Serie A, EPL, uh, across Europe, all these leagues, they're not in bubbles or anything, but they're making it work. Um, that It took a little of transitioning to start off, but things seem to have gone really smoothly. I haven't heard of any cases where uh, they've had to suspend games or a player's had to sit out. Uh, because they tested positive so far everything's gone according to plan and if it hasn't they've uh maybe i shouldn't be saying this but they've been smart enough not to let us know and create a stir um and uh, the appearance is that everything has gone smoothly and i think that that's a huge feather in the cap of the nhl to have this option it honestly makes a ton of sense with so many of the players in the league being Canadian natives, uh, so many teams in the league already based out of Canada. Um, and it just gives you a whole different sense of safety and security, I think. Uh, because it kind of it kind of eliminates those outside factors, makes you a little feel a little safer about everyone within that bubble um, and the precautions they're taking. Um, and, and being able to trust it a little more because there are maybe um, a, a bit more clear standards in place and have been in place for a bit longer. Um, well, here, state by state, things have been different. State by state, outbreaks and hotbeds have been a little different. Um, I think this kind of standardizes everything. 
cools everyone off um, and makes that nice. I was telling you guys off air, um, I, I swear I noticed an Adrian Wojnarowski, of course, the um, famous NBA insider, uh, tweeting out this morning that the Toronto Raptors had really been a shining example for the NBA as an organization and been kind of one of the few organizations that hasn't had positive test cases since going back to their uh, facilities and kind of getting back into game shape and doing training camps that Toronto, everything's gone smoothly so far. And I think that's another feather in the cap. The fact that a league like the NBA is looking at it's one Canadian franchise <laughs> as the great example. Um, and Woj has since taken that tweet down, but I swear this, this was up. This did happen. Um, I'll try to find a screenshot off air here, but um, yeah, I, I think that alone speaks really highly to what the NHL is doing. I, I like that they came out and kind of had a schedule in place and an idea early on, but they haven't rushed the safety protocols and are still taking their time and figuring that out right now, but it's not going to impact um, when games will be played. I've just been really impressed by the, the steps the NHL has taken, how they haven't seemed pressured or rushed in anything and all of this, I think, should give uh, fans and players a whole other level of um, of security and calmness going into this bubble, and uh, and knowing that this league has a bit more control and a bit more of a stable plan, and uh, and being able to achieve this and get back to playing sports, something that the rest of the world seems to have managed to do, and even individual leagues like the UFC here in the U.S. have been able to do. It's just been the hurdle of getting across the, the team sports. And, you know, even the NWSL, they've had their problems, but I've been watching league uh, games over the weekend, the, the women's soccer league here in the U.S. They're seeming to make it work as well, though they've had some big names bow out. So we do have some cases both here and abroad that uh, give me a little encouragement that the NHL can make this all work. Yeah, I think um, I saw something today. I believe that the uh, EPL did something 1,900 some odd tests mm -hmm. and had no positive results. Crazy. So, you know, hopefully, you know, and obviously those are, those are in countries that have taken this a little more seriously than the United States where, look, I'm not going to get into it, yeah. but let's be real. We, on the whole, we could have done a better job here. And we're paying the price for that right now with the uncertainty, you know, I mean, baseball's testing system lasted three days. Yeah. You know, before it, before it kind of fell apart on itself and multiple teams have had to shut their facilities down after three days. So, right. I mean, their original bubble plan fell apart because then all of a sudden Arizona's yeah. going crazy and they're so, you know, they well, Arizona and Florida, like, hey, we're <laughs> going to host the leagues here. And then it became like, which two places would be the worst to host it? And the only other place that would have been awful would have been Texas, which is where <laughs> the Astros had to shut their place down. So it's, you, you know, it's, it's no, sub I don't think it's any coincidence. Um, I would say that maybe my one concern about the NHL is that they're doing training camps in their home cities, mm -hmm. which I understand you couldn't pull off a, a full training camp, yeah. 12 teams in one city trying to, trying to do 
There's just not the, the ice in the schedule. It would be a total nightmare. Right. So I get it, but getting to the getting to the hub cities as healthy as possible. I think if they can just get there, I think they'll be okay. But getting to that point is still on shaky ground. Players are still testing positive. Mm-hmm. Training camp is slated to start next Monday, man. Next Monday, those guys are supposed to be on the ice yeah. preparing. And three, two weeks after that, we're supposed to be seeing games start. So we don't have 14 days to give to quarantine anymore for players who test positive. They have to take this seriously now. And uh, the opt out and all of that stuff, all of that, all of that is coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, lots to figure out here. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. We're slowly at a point where sports, it's not the, just the scheduling. It's not just the contract negotiations. Then there's this final hurdle that needs to be passed with the testing and yeah. uh, as long as the testing is being performed now and the numbers are going down and the, the people testing positive are being taken care of, well, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of up on some tight deadlines. It seems like if, if you can see some, some encouragement here and you're not seeing any new cases, we're at a point where maybe you can do it. But they do seem to be cutting it pretty tight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um. Well, as we transition to the next thing you want us to talk about. Uh, period two. My good friend, period two. Yes, very good. Staying with the, the hockey theme. Look at you. Um, so bright. Uh, the Mile High City Brick Beer is something we want to take a moment here and um, acknowledge. It's their copper lager um, that they did in collaboration with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I'm a real sucker for a good lager, AJ. I know that these more sophisticated beer drinkers around town, they like a little more flavor, a little more color to their beer. But for me, a nice, smooth, refreshing lager, uh, few things better than that, frankly. Uh, and you can find that in their 15-can sampler, uh, you know, across Colorado. They have such such a great variety of beers in those. I love that um, to you know have my fridge stocked. It's always get great when you do. Maybe have a guest come to the back patio and hang out. They might be those type of sophisticated beer drinkers that I was talking about. They can have something with a little more flavor. Maybe a maybe an avalanche ale or maybe a, a vanilla porter. Well, I can stick to my lager. Or maybe I'm feeling a little extra summery and I can get a Strawberry Sky. Lots of options in that 15-can sampler. And one of my favorites is the old Mile High City Copper Lager. So check that out. And another thing you should check out, I don't know how you did on the old uh, Fours tournament to the Fours for the Fourth this weekend, AJ. I, as always, performed terribly and was reminded of why golf just... Isn't for me, but um, you and the the rest of the gaming crew I know uh, do great stuff. You can download the WGT app today um, from dnvr.com and search for DNVR2. You can join that Clubhouse DNVR OG uh, filled up so quickly we had to start a DNVR2 clubhouse you can go in there play all the tournaments against us every weekend we have a tournament together you can just play and add gear it's a phenomenal game um it's actually 
helped me understand uh, the game of golf better, which I needed um, with some of my betting stuff. So uh, yeah, go check that out. They've been amazing for us. They've been an amazing way to rally the community and do these games together. And it's just a great way to interact. So check that out. Yeah, and uh, anybody wants to jump in, uh, we are at about 180 members. Ooh. So uh, peeps need to need to hurry and uh, hop in. Yeah, it might be time. Before for... we have to make DNVR three. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, the trifecta, and, the trilogy. And then, and then, what my Saturday night looks like when I'm sitting down trying to coordinate creating these tournaments every week i have no idea what will look it's hard to do with one person every week and having dnvr3 uh it's gonna it's gonna cause me some headaches but we'll we'll keep doing it as long as you guys keep joining up and participating because it's all about uh that's what it's all about it's all about you guys participating in wgt tournaments with us heck yeah and now time for our DraftKings pick of the week I for eh, I didn't force his hand so much. I AJ's letting me do two, both of ours for the Avs pod as kind of a special gift for me being on the pod. And I've got the perfect little combo for you for this massive card in the UFC coming up uh, this weekend with the main event Jorge Masvidal taking on champion Kamar Usman. You can get either of those guys to win at plus five hundred because DraftKings is just gifting you that. You're smart to take the big favorite, the champ Usman, who's a plus 260 favorite here. But if you really like Masvidal, like me, what you can do to hedge, since you're basically getting free money by picking Usman, who's not on a week rest, who's the champ, he's more complete. Uh, and, you know, like the odds just stack up against him. You're, you're basically getting gifted an underdog. If you like Masvidal, though, he's going to make it so that this doesn't go the distance. Uh, he's not going to have the cardio to go five rounds. He might not have the cardio to go three rounds. So what you're going to do is you're going to take this fight not to the go, go the distance. That's a minus 159. That's basically free money, a gift, really, on top of the plus 500. You can take Usman because that's the safer thing to do. You can go with your heart and go Masvidal. Either way, I won't fault you. But that's the DraftKings pick of the week. Is that combo right there. It's the winning combo. You can't go wrong. There's no way to go wrong with that one. So there you go. Okay, Dre. Hub cities. Mm. Would you how 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 do you how would you handle say if we were doing a sports media outlet hub city concept? How would you handle living with the DNVR team for five weeks <laughs> in a hotel on the same floor? I think that'd be pretty cool. No, sounds I... it sounds kind of fun, right? Yeah, like, that's, sounds wonderful. And then you realize it's in Edmonton. Yeah, but we're stuck in the bubble, right? Yeah, I mean we're in a five star hotel. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. I'll take you know? it. I've slummed it worse than that. I know yeah. you want to take your shots at Edmonton. No, I'm uh, yeah, <laughs> as Kale. <laughs> right. There's still beer in Edmonton. It's a great still point. True. Uh, you know, I actually, I'm curious how it actually works in Edmonton because um, the arena there is notorious for having some of the best ice in the league. Mm. And I'm curious how long that holds up just because it's going to get torn apart. You know, the multiple games per day, every single day. Um, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be weird. Um 
they're going to be in the road locker room. The Calgary mm-hmm. Flames might get to use their locker room. Yep. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is definitely, definitely going to walk around in the Oilers locker room naked. There will be no mask. He's You can guarantee that man will be trying to defile that locker room as best he can. Yeah. yeah. Why, and you wonder, not surprised? can the NHL survive this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's What have the Kachuks been up to these days? Uh, yeah. It's a good, I mean, good family. break that, that Ottawa's not in it. Otherwise, you'd have the other Kachuk doing something in oh. Toronto. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, is that is that an added uh, added item to all of this? Is no good trucks allowed? They can't yeah, you have to. Well, you have to certainly worry about in the Battle of Alberta that Matthew Kachuk is going to he's going to take his trolling to a whole new level if he has access to that Oiler locker room. Yeah, really. Wow. And there, I mean, there's really no ice advantage. People will figure out how bouncy mm-hmm. the bulls are real quick. Yep. No one has the excuse of of that kind of stuff. And yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that, but the Zamboni workers will be uh, put under more stress than they would have if they were asked to play as an emergency goalie for a period and a half. I mean, maintaining that ice is going to be no joke. Yeah. Um, they, they talked about 31 skaters, uh, 31 skaters, three coaches. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. curious how some of these guys uh, that are, are going to stay fresh. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious what practice looks like because previously, you know, and in, in when the abs were trying to get to their 23 man roster, anytime they had 30 guys, they had two sessions. Mm-hmm. So what their practice sessions look like, how are you going to structure it? Because you're going to have, if you have 28 skaters and three goaltenders, whatever it ends up, whatever the like final numbers end up being right. right? Some, some kind of construction like that. How are you going to – I wonder how you, the teams are going to keep some of these guys fresh. How much time are you going to – how do you structure a practice so that your fifth and sixth forward lines, you know, your right. your fifth and sixth D pairings are getting enough work so that if they have to play, they're they're ready to. You know, how much does it take away from top guys getting practice? Will practice right. even be a thing come round two? You know, because if you're playing every other day, then right, right, you you may at some point just be like, ah, we're banged up. Totally. You know, at the start, it seems like you would practice a lot, right? Dude, You'd practice yes. every day. Yes. You need to, every opportunity to get into top shape and be ready to mm-hmm. go. But it seems like after, say, maybe the first round, maybe the second round. Yeah. You might start pulling back on practices depending on the schedule because you're, you're, I mean, it's the NHL here. You're banged up as yeah. much as, as much as we should be doing this outside the rink. I can guarantee you when that puck is in play, social distancing won't be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. And it's, I mean, it's the playoffs. So you're extra banged up. Yeah. Once you've gotten, once you've gotten past the seating ground, and the five through 12 seeding grounds, then yeah, you're in, you're in playoff mode. Guys are injured or you want to rest a veteran because you're playing tomorrow anyways. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so then the two practice sessions, you can forget that because having those extra eight guys might actually uh, be perfect. But yeah, early on, 
I, I think you want to really hammer practice hard. I mean, you want to get back in, yeah. back in gear. You want to get back to feeling comfortable playing with each other. You're, you're going to want to, you know, kind of play around with different lineups, different lines, um, you know, maybe attack a certain defensive uh, matchup with, with this pairing. We want to try that out. So you're really going to want to hammer uh, practice hard and, I have no clue. I mean, it might be where you're only allowed one session and then maybe yeah. one, one coach is trying to get in, um, an hour in here in the evening when, uh, the schedule is a little more, the, the ice is a little more available, um, and try to get a, a smaller session in with kind of that, almost that practice squad that's traveled with you, um, because they will be important. Those are yeah. members that at a certain point will play a, a key role for you in potentially the Stanley Cup finals or another yeah. very important series that your fans and franchise might remember for decades to come. Yeah. You um, know, you, there's mm -hmm. a, you're guaranteed, given the way the NHL is, yes. you know that somebody who does not, who is not in the lineup on that first day is going to make a key play, a key contribution somewhere throughout the league during this during this tournament yeah so you better be ready i mean it's going to be key to have everyone engaged it's going to be and that's where this kind of campus atmosphere might really help you know yeah. because you're going to be around each other 24 7 no one should feel like an outsider um everyone's just going to be part of team activities on the regular um but let's face it, a lot of this for every team is going to have to be, you're, you're going to have to play your way into shape. You're going to have to, that team chemistry, some of it is going to have to kind of click on the ice in a, a key seating um, game, you know, uh, that there's just not enough practice to get everything refined and back in gear how you want it before you need to play some actual really meaningful games. Let me ask you this. Um, I won't get I won't get too into the specifics of the roster stuff because I know that that would be unfair to you to be sure. like, hey, I need you to break down the specifics between AJ Greer and Sheldon. Like, that's not fair. Right. Um, I am curious, though, for guys who are on the line like that, Sheldon Dries mm -hmm. uh, and AJ Greer, you know, those yeah. types of guys. How how much do you think it could benefit one of those guys to come back and just be in monster shape? Like mm -hmm. totally 100%, like no, no working yourself into shape. That guy showed up dedicated and said, I'm going to take a spot. I'm going to be at least, I mean, you have to take me on. You have to take me. You have to put me on the travel squad. You have to take me mm -hmm. for a guy that's on the bubble. Like that guy that is right on the edge how much do you think that could help him to come in with that kind of an attitude and just, you know, just be physically already there? I mean, I think it could be huge. That presumes he's going to have the opportunities in practice and in the lead up it does. to show that he has that right. Because sure. I think the other side of this equation is like in the dries career example is you kind of assume guys like a Greer have to almost come in with that kind of a physical advantage to really sway the coaching staff and taking someone like that 
rather mm-hmm. than the more veteran, I trust you more in a playoff format. We're going to go, right. you know, it's the, okay, mm-hmm. we're going off to tournament. I'm, I'm trusting the senior over that, you know, guy who sh- that sophomore who showed some juice at the end of the season. But, you know, at the end he he's been with me in two tournaments already. Mm-hmm. I trust him. So I'm just bringing him. Yeah. And, and I think the big thing, hi, Bob. Uh, I think the big thing would be that somebody has to open the door, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. I think there's probably – they have a pretty good idea of the pecking order in their mind, but if they show up and – and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but you have to feel like at least one of these guys comes in and is just disappointingly not where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, out of out of 30 guys, like, let's be real. Like, one of them did not, you know, one of them did not take quarantine training as seriously as the other guy did. If it's just one, it's a mild miracle. And I think right, that's kind exactly. of what you're like, getting at here. It, yeah. it just sort of seems like this is just human nature. This is going to happen, right? Yeah, you bet. Like, if we were to do the DNVR thing, like, I would be the guy who did not take quarantine training seriously. <laughs> And would have to work my way back into shape, right? Like, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, let's be honest. You and I have talked about this in private. It's been a different time to get your yep. work done from home. Like, you know, it's hard for your mind to kind of focus on the same old routine that yeah. I've been focusing on when doing this job in times prior because the world we live in is different and the distractions around me are different and the yeah. anxiety I feel about everything is different. And when you have all those outside factors, yeah, it's hard to do your same job. And hopefully there have been, you know, it's been a a healthy distraction for a lot of these players to do that. And that's how they've been able to stay in shape. And hopefully there are some dudes who bless their hearts are just wired that way. They've got blinders on and staying focused on a goal is what really drives that. And having that for the last three to four months has allowed them to kind of reach a a different level of physical shape and form and can be kind of keys to a, a nice little playoff run here. It's, it is interesting because like they're, you know, obviously the, there are going to be players who have higher salaries who have a little bit more of a means to, Hey, they've already got the home gym. Yep. And then there are going to be some of these guys who, you know, TJ Tynan may not have a gym in his house. You know, Logan O'Connor may not have that resource to 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 put that gym in his in his house, or you know, you're you you might remember what it was like trying to order things off Amazon. The first month of quarantine was a challenge. Yeah, there were there were certain things that you could not get quickly, and uh, I ended up having to borrow a webcam from Rudo, for example, because they. Everybody was doing Zoom meetings to the point where webcams got sold out on Amazon. Right. So um, I I do think that let's see, yeah, see Alex in the in the chat says that it's still tough to get stuff from Amazon. I'm I have more or less uh, avoided. Yeah. I've tried to cut back on the Amazon ordering, just like only when absolute necessary. But yeah, see, there you go. It's still tough to do it. So some of these guys may not have had the same resources and I'm wondering what kind of effect that has mm-hmm. on the guys that come in and what they, what, what discernible impacts that has on how the roster gets shaped, who ends up going to the sub cities. 
Totally. And that, I mean, another factor is where have these people, where have these players been quarantining the last several Huge months? Factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like, know, Landis got being in Toronto. He had no yeah. issue staying in shape. It was fine. Yeah. Right. And maybe in Colorado, I mean, we lived in Colorado. You had pretty good freedom of mobility. We live in Colorado, pretty good freedom of <laughs> mobility, able to go to the gym or, you know, you're still in the city where your team plays. So maybe a little special access to, uh, certain team facilities or another facility uh, right. that can be open for you through connections. And yeah, what happens to, you know, some of the more international prospects or, um, you know, the prospects in the Northeast where things might've been harder to access. Yeah. There's all these factors and like all these sports, once they kick back into gear, so many outside factors um, to take into play, you almost just have to throw your hands up, say, we will see how it plays out. Yeah. And, you know, like that seeding tournament's going to be huge, man. Huge. And really figuring yeah. out where are all these teams at, um, especially those top, what should be your top contenders in the two conferences. Definitely. Yeah. All right, my man. Um, well, we hope the NHL season may go on as planned and nothing will be cut. But at the same time, um, we hope there's no grooming uh, being done to the NHL season, but we have enjoyed the kind of grooming we have been able to do from the safety of our own homes after these last uh, several months, thanks to our good friends at Manscaped. Uh, The Lawnmower 3.0 has been outstanding. It's uh, water-resistant, has a little light, it's got their special technology where you're not getting any nicks. You can use code DNVR20 for 20% off plus free shipping on manscaped.com. Uh, you know, they don't just have the, the, the groomer, the self-groomer. They have all sorts of other great products, products to get you smelling good, uh, you know, um, toiletry items. It's, uh, it's just great. They've been so good to us. You go check them out uh we fully endorse their products and then we also have here the good people at doing our coverage for the the dnvr rugby uh check out the dnvr rugby podcast Uh, i don't have a newspaper for that one guys sorry (laughs) nice our good guy uh reporter colton strickler uh he's got all the inside scoops great guests on uh, on there and uh, great content and insights from someone who's been uh, working closely with USA Rugby uh, for years now. So check them out. Um, these guys really have the opportunity to be, you know, to do some incredible stuff. So check them out. Check out our uh, feed at DNVR underscore rugby on Twitter as well and support them. Yeah. What you got for me in this uh, third period? Dre, how's life been? Well, that is a that's a loaded question, but I I must say quite good. You know, I've uh, I've got the old yeah. family. I've got this phenomenal job. I get to interact with you guys about sports. Uh, now I've got an added excuse to bet on sports and watch sports late at night, early morning, during the day. Uh, so, you know, uh, frankly, it's uh, it's going pretty well. I, I have very few reasons to complain. 
Have you, uh, have you or anybody that you know gone through any of the uh, COVID testing process? Um, yes, but it's my family living in Italy, so I think done slightly different, and I didn't mm. get all the details on it. Okay, but nobody stateside? Nobody stateside, no. It's a good break. Yeah, I uh, I think that's maybe where I run into my only real like moral concern. I guess we'll say, hmm. um, for the most part, I the league wants to try and put the tournament on. If the players want to try and make it work, and they want to forge ahead through all of this, and everybody's sort of in agreement, I'm okay with all of that because these are all adults making decisions, right? Yep. These guys and they had there's an opt out process. We talked about this on last Friday's show that there's an opt-out process for no penalty. A player can choose to not join mm-hmm. and just say, hey, this this isn't for me. Um, you know, obviously hockey's culture being what it is, we don't have to revisit that whole conversation, but it's there. If sure if somebody is. chooses that somebody decides that they don't they're they're not comfortable returning, they can. We've seen a number of NBA players do it. Mm-hmm seen a number of baseball players do it now the baseball season i think is very easy to say no i'm not doing this but the nba and nhl are coming back for playoffs yes you know they're they're coming back to win a championship mm-hmm. and we'll we'll see we'll see if anybody from the nhl does it personally i would be surprised but i'm of the opinion that if all of these people give a green light and they say hey even if i'm a little uncomfortable I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it. It's my job. I'm whatever. I'm going to give it a go. Right. We all make choices in life, man. Yeah. Where I'm a little uncomfortable is that this testing process for the NHL is so robust. And to be honest, I'm proud of the NHL for that decision. That's exactly what they needed to do. It needed to be a thorough testing process for not just players or team personnel, but also for every single person involved in the hub cities. Yep. And and involved in the bubble environment that they were designing. Yep. It's awesome. Um I'm we're not I'm not really allowed to talk about it, but the media has been given guidelines as well. Um and and kind of we've been we've been given uh, an idea of what to expect in terms of testing and even for training camp, which they may let media attend, mm-hmm. even for training camp, I have to get tested every day. They will be testing. They will be testing us um, to some degree. Mm -hmm. We will be going through some kind of process. Yeah. And I think that is impressive. What makes me uncomfortable is that they, there is a, an apparatus in place for a robust testing system for athletes. When states have had a lot of their testing scaled back considerably and I worry that morally we're in really shaky ground here. If the NHL, if the NHL can provide for this tiny little bubble to put on this little tournament, if they could spend the money to do that, I would feel better if they were spending the money to provide this kind of testing for public use as well. And saying, hey, this is what we're spending privately. This is we will we will match this and we will spend to provide testing publicly. That way, nobody feels like we're we're taking tests away, mm-hmm. because with limited amount of testing available, and the certainly at least in the states, 
the disease still the virus still spreading the way that it is it's a concern so your thoughts on this because this is where i've been uncomfortable ethically is that such a robust testing process is taking away from public consumption yeah right and then spreading resources thin um yeah otherwise for uh regular segments of the population yeah i mean i think you make some some pretty good points and i think uh, what i love is you're suggesting a solution and i think your solution um uh, uh of having the nhl invest similar resources um and kind of use their model uh for such robust testing as kind of a model that local communities um can adopt and follow um, would be just phenomenal, a phenomenal way um, to kind of, you know, propel change and try to keep um, all of us safer in getting that testing out there. I think the NHL could be a massive um, kind of instigator of change in getting in, in motivating maybe other leagues to follow suit with this, follow their testing practices, invest similarly in robust testing and robust similar and invest similarly in getting the communities at large um test available and uh, more 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 money invested into testing and keeping i mean you know if the nhl could could be a springboard here and then get the mlb and nba and nfl nfl to match them and do similar things i mean think at what in what a better spot we could be and how much more of a a healthy investment of uh, resources there could be in attacking this and getting uh, as many people tested as possible that that could really be amazing so i mean i i hope someone can follow what you're suggesting along yeah man i mean it's it's tricky it's uh it's tricky to ask yourself all these questions and realize that a league like the NHL can do this, but um, it's a fine line to walk between sure is give us the entertainment that we would love to have because like I'm, I'm of the opinion, you know, um, Sean Doolittle said something in a press conference yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, basically said that sports are kind of a reward for a society. Yeah. And I thought it was an interesting comment and made me think about it. I wasn't sure that I totally agreed with him because as we've gone through this and we haven't had sports as an outlet, we haven't had that entertainment, that same entertainment that so many of us rely upon as outlets for our lives. And not even like the guys like you and me who like live for this stuff. Yeah. You know, just discounting the fact that this is our actual living, but before we get, we were getting paid to do this. We were doing a lot of this stuff anyway. Yeah, we were we were watching film and we were talking to people mm-hmm. and we were staying up all night and you know dedicating ourselves to this hobby because we just loved it that much. Yep. But we had none of us have had any of that kind of an outlet. I don't know that sports are so much a reward for society as they've become an essential part of it. Something that we just we just need to have the entertainment around. It's easy to say, oh well, in the pandemic, you know. These games, you know, they're just games. You got to stop the games. Mm-hmm. And I don't, we've seen, we've kind of seen what society has looked like over the last few months without sports. 
if they just never came back, obviously we would adjust. Yeah. But I think that you could easily make the argument that we'd be worse off for it. Yeah. Because you need to have a healthy outlet. You need to have fun. Sports are so, why do we have so many sports in the first place? Like it's to me, it feels like they've become more and more important the longer this goes on. And it, and as long as everybody involved understands the inherent risk. Yes. And is willing to take that chance. And if you're not no bones, right? Like no 100%. judgment, mm-hmm. no holding against anybody. Yeah. But I, I just, I wonder if, if, the players especially, I really don't care about front offices and management and like the owners, right? Like the, the right. Uber rich guys who buy teams because they can like what, yeah. whatever. Well, I don't. And I mean, front office that. guys, you know, front office guys, you, I you, do. You, you mean no ill will, but their Absolutely. jobs could be done from the safety of their own home. If yeah. need be, it's a much less tricky situation. The players one way or another, they're going to have to be in the bubble. They'll have to be away from their right. family. They'll have to be surrounded They're by assuming the risks and their here. teammates. Right. They're assuming all the risk. Let's be right. Clear. And so this is, this is really like if the players are comfortable and the mm-hmm. coaches are comfortable, then I'm cool with this. I do. I do worry about the testing part of it, but I also think it's important that we start to dip our toe back into this and see, can we manage this? Can we both have sports and can we manage and I'm not even talking about people going to games. No. Forget you know, that. Yeah. Like I'm not being the weirdest part. So I've been watching the independent baseball league because, you know, Winnipeg <laughs> is in it <laughs> and I have to adopt all things Winnipeg now. You're such um, a man. And, and watching the gold eyes games, like there were people in the stands and they were playing in North Dakota. And like there are people in the stands, and I'm and like one of we were trying to figure we were counting, uh, the fiance and I were counting. One person on camera had a mask on, sort of. It was like it was on like her chin. <laughs> okay, nice. But nice. so like clearly, like we can't we're we're not at that point. Uh we're not yeah. taking it seriously enough that we should have fans in stands. But uh have games back if we're able to do this. Uh, the NHL is able to pull this off. I wonder if, if we're still having these problems come January, um, if we're still having problems, these problems, when these sports want to start up next year, does the NBA maybe revisit the bubble idea in Florida? You know, do we revisit bubble concepts? Maybe instead of two of them for 12 teams for 31 teams, you have, you know, five teams in each bubble or something, right. You know, or you do it by division, and you'd have four bubbles. Yeah. You know, if this works, could this set up a way for us to have sports next year if this thing continues on? Right. Yeah. And I mean, what examples can it give to other industries which might need to be in person as they do things and getting us to kind of some sort of uh, new adjusted mor- normality? Um, if this yeah. can be an example, you know, and yeah, I, I would disagree with, I, I get the point. I would disagree that it's a reward for like functional society. I think it's a mirror of our society and it forces guys like you or I who would love nothing more than uh, to stay up until five and break down um, film and uh, come on this podcast and 
break down some 17-year-old prospect going into the 2020 NHL draft or 2021 NHL draft and just get into all the X's and O's and um, you know all the differences between whatever, right? The AJHL versus the QJHL. We don't get to talk about that right now because as yeah. a mirror to our society, uh, us sports heads are forced to, to confront these issues, are forced to talk about them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's just the deal, man. And we've got it a lot better than, than most. Um, so it's a mirror of our society. And I think that as uncomfortable as it may be, as much as we wish it wasn't this way, it's uh, we got to face reality. And, um, you know, just like in covering the NFL three, four years ago, we had to cover some of the protests that were going on. Um, we could have just bury our our heads in the in the sand, and now that's mm. come back because a lot of people chose to bury their heads in the sand or miss um, the point entirely. That's exactly right. So whether you like it or not, it's it it's us. It's a mirror of our society. It's a mirror of our culture. It's a mirror of the imperfect but very human interactions we have with others who might be different from us, but who we still have to work with on a team. Um, and, and I think we just need to embrace it and um, hope for the best, but realize that even what doesn't go for the best is something we need to acknowledge, we need to live with, and that maybe we can all be uh, springboards for change. I'm good with that. Cool. Love it. That sounds, that sounds, like, that sounds like a period on the third period. Beautiful. Um, and as you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is a perfectly natural transition. Pretty important. Um, as NHL players know better than any pro athletes, eh, maybe UFC. I don't feel like boxers are losing their teeth quite as much. Um, no, I mean they wear mouth. They have mouth guards. In, That's so, true. That's true. You know, I was rewatching one fight um, to prepare for this upcoming pay per view, and a guy got punched as his mouth was opened, oh. broke his jaw because then all of a sudden the mouth guard does not help you. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. Mouth guards inside of the mouth. Uh, it's <laughs> right. not going to protect that right there, but that's what your hands are for chief. Yeah. So true. Uh, so get those hands up and go to green mountain dental because our friends at green mountain dental group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush. When you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, it's kind of a three-way parlay for them. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for green mountain dental group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today or online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. Boom. All right, my brother. To, to answer Caleb's question uh, in, the, in the chat real quick, the Avs look like contenders for probably the next five to ten years, give or take. Is that too hot of a take? No. I think five years is fair. Ten years, um, we have no idea what anything looks like ten years from now. So. Yeah. I'm not 10 years. Who knows? Depends on locking down what percentage of the core. Well, and how they develop and how injuries mm -hmm. shape this conversation. And right. Right. You know, so many things could happen in 10 years. We have no idea. So, so true. but five years, most definitely uh, three years for the rest of McKinnon's contract. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Dre, let's get out of here for the day. Appreciate uh, appreciate you driving the bus. Appreciate you, brother. We'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Sounds good.